time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test, you know he's the one, yeah Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test, you know he's the one, yeah Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test all right, all right. Early Merry Christmas, everybody. Right. So we've been on this series of preaching this month, raising the question, is church still relevant? Um, we talked during the first week uh, about the fact that church is still relevant because it is a place for community, um, which is what these last couple of minutes have been all about. Church is a place for community uh, when we are... Uh, working from home during the week, or for some of us that are back in the office and we're kind of isolated to our, our desk, um, we find that we miss the, this community thing, and church tends to be a place where we can find it. It's not just relevant because we're in a pandemic, but it has been the hallmark of the church, and definitely this church uh, since its existence, is it is a place where people without blood relations now have blood relations because they are brought together through the blood of Jesus Christ. And so in a real sense, we are cousins, right? And so church is a relevant place for community. It's also a relevant place for cultivation. And that's what we talked about last week. It is a place where we learn, where we grow, where we develop, um, where we learn the word of God. Sure, there are plenty of books out there and we can read the Bible of our own, our own. But there are there is a blessing that comes from learning the word of God in community and through teachers and preachers that have devoted their lives to studying this stuff. Uh, we talked about how that Ethiopian eunuch was in that chariot in the book of Acts. And Luke says that Ethiopian eunuch is uh, is reading uh, through the scroll of Isaiah. And Philip walks up to him and says, do you understand what you're reading? Philip the apostle asked him this question, and, and the eunuch said, I understand most of it, but there's this part right here that I don't understand. Is the prophet talking about himself or somebody else? And Philip uses that opportunity to explain to him Jesus Christ through the prophet Isaiah. That, that's what the church community does. That's what being um, um, around teachers and preachers of the word of God helps us with. Sure, we can read it on our own, but there are places where we get stuck, where our, our understanding falls off. And it's helpful to have other people that have invested time in investigating these things to be able to help us along our journey. So it's a place for cultivation. Thirdly and finally, we're going to talk about this week that it is a place to celebrate the name of Jesus. And that is what um, that is what this season is all about. It's about celebrating the name of Jesus. So let's look at Matthew chapter one, um, starting at verse twenty one. Matthew chapter one, starting at verse twenty one. It says she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Let us pray. 
Father in heaven, thank you for this, uh, this chance that you have given us to come together. I pray, Lord, that you will use this moment to help me preach to your people. And I pray simply that you will speak through me to them in a way that is very real and relevant. I pray, God, that as I pour out, you will also pour back into me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, let's go. So Joseph is about to break up with his fiance. She's pregnant, and Joseph knows that he has not been with her. I, I do not know whether or not Joseph was angry or not, but I do know that Joseph had resolved that the marriage, this marriage, wasn't about to happen. But he was gracious. He, he had decided that he was not going to make a big fuss about it, that he would not put Mary on blast. Instead, what he would do is he would simply quietly break off the engagement. In the midst of him thinking through what to do and how to do this, Joseph has a dream one night. In that dream, an angel of the Lord appeared to him and said that Joseph should not be afraid, should also not be afraid to marry Mary, but that he should realize that what was conceived in Mary was from the Holy Spirit. The, the angel says she's going to give birth to a son, Joseph, and, and I don't want you to call him Tyrone, Tyreek, or Terry. D don't call him John Jeffrey or Joseph Jr. I want you to call his name Jesus, which means God saves and the reason that I want you to name him this is because he will save his people from their sins. What a subtle but awesome sentence to kick off the New Testament with. In Matthew chapter 1, the first gospel of the New Testament, we get this line, call his name Jesus. I know, I know that it is just semantics, and I know that the angel was referencing what the child should be named, but, but looking back over the last 2,000 years of hindsight, there's something about that line, call his name Jesus. I wonder if anybody here has ever called his name Jesus. Perhaps it was in response to some unfavorable news. Perhaps it was in the middle of your own distress. Perhaps it was when you had no other words to say and you simply called his name Jesus. Jesus. It, it is a name, but it is also a declaration. It means God saves. And I just hope that in the midst of everything else that you are thinking about in preparation for this Christmas, that you are reminded that the occasion for the holiday is the fact that God saves. Yeah, Jesus, it, it, it was a common name amongst first century Jewish boys. It, it was a name of hope that was given by parents to sons, and it was given to them as a reminder or a declaration of the salvation that God had promised. But, but from what were they seeking this salvation? Uh, some of you may have heard me over time talk about the fact that 
they were looking for, seeking, waiting, hoping for salvation from sin and salvation from oppression. That is the salvation that they were seeking. About 400 years have passed. They have been in this what is called the silent period by many scholars. That is this time between when the Old Testament ends and when we pick up some writing in the New Testament. It is this period of time between when they received in Malachi the promise of the Lord's salvation about the Messiah coming. It is this period of time between that promise and when anything has happened. It's been 400 years. Many generations have passed. Uh, many things have transpired in this time. God is, seems to be no longer speaking. It seems to be a silent period. It seems to be a time when he is no longer sending prophets. They have been waiting. They had been hopeful for several centuries for the Lord's salvation. And so in hopeful anticipation, they were naming their sons generation after generation this name, Jesus, which means God saves. We've been talking for the past couple of weeks about this question, is the church still relevant? I have said that it is a place for community. I have said that it is a place for cultivation. But again, the third and final thing that I want to share from this sermon is that it's still relevant because it is a place for celebrating the name of Jesus. On this Christmas celebration morning, you may raise the question, what is so good about the name of Jesus? What is it that is so significant about the name of Jesus? What is all the fuss during this time of year about the name of Jesus? I submit to you that there are three things about the name of Jesus that makes it worthy of celebration. First of all, that there is because there is salvation in his name. Acts chapter 4 and 12 says, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no, no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. For 2,000 years, people have been saved by the name of Jesus Christ. It is at the name of Jesus that people have been made right with God through faith in Jesus Christ. It is because of the name of Jesus that people have seen their sins forgiven by God. In a time where there are plenty of self-help resources on shelves, plenty of self-help resources in video, Jesus offers something that is unique that we cannot find through self-help. But what Jesus offers is that we are sinners and that God is holy and that sin carries consequences. The good news is that there, are, there is salvation for those consequences, and that is in the name of Jesus. May I share with you, secondly, that there is hope in his name. In 2020, there were protests that had broken out across America and even in other places around the world. These protests had broken out because of this accumulation of white supremacy and terrorism of black bodies. It, it, seemed like that the, it seemed that the accumulation of COVID and the disparate outcomes in the black community from COVID and the mounting pressure of race and racism had all came together to squeeze us, to bring us to a breaking point. 
that that was a time of great frustration, a, a time of, of great trauma, a time of great anguish. But, but, but it also turned into a time of great hope. Yeah, corporations, one after another, made their commitments to racial equity. That There were promises of investment in black businesses and in the black community that began pouring in from all over the place. Yeah, institutions committed to, to transforming their way of doing things. It became a time of great hope. But here we are, a year and a half later, and I think that what we all have realized is that hope for the transformation of this nation, not only into one that treats black people with dignity and equity, but also one that cares for everybody and that cares for the least of these and that values their fellow person and, 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 and that everybody should be given the dignity of being a human being, that this type of hope feels less and less reasonable. We have some of us determined that we have to aspire to a hope higher than the transformation of this nation. A hope higher than the transformation of the people around us. We, we have determined like the hymns of old that said, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. The next line of that says what? On Christ, the solid rock I stand. Why? Because all other ground is sinking sand. There is hope in his name. Not a hope that this world will transform, but a hope that one of these days we will be transformed into a new place. Let, let me share with you thirdly and finally that, that there is power in his name. Give me some more monitor, please. Here is a name that we first get introduced to in Matthew chapter 1. We get introduced to it there. But then we would later learn that it is not only a name that saves us, but in between the time of salvation and going to heaven, there is some living that we all got to do. What I've discovered is that in this life, simply through living, you will face some hardships and some difficulties. Uh, and, and when you face those hardships and those difficulties in life, you, you will need to call on somebody. And, and not just anybody. You, you will need to call on a name and not just any name, but, but a name that has some power to move heaven and earth on your behalf. I, I stopped by to tell you just a few days before Christmas that, that the gift that God has given us is not only a name that gives us salvation, but a name that gives us power to move heaven, to move earth, to get busy on our behalf, to answer our prayers. The power is in his name. Jesus understood Jesus understood this. This is why, before he had made that great ascension back to heaven to be with his father, he says to the disciples, whatever you ask in my name, it shall be given to you according to God's will. 
May I just encourage somebody that as you are developing out your Christmas list to determine what things you want to ask other people for, might I remind you that you have some power in the name of Jesus to ask through prayer for those things that you need that are according to his will. And Jesus has promised that whatever you ask in his name, he will give it. Can, can I just lift y'all off of Amazon.com for a minute? Can, can I just lift y'all off North Michigan Avenue uh, for, for a moment? Can, can I pull y'all out of Bloomingdale's and, and Nordstrom for a minute? Because I, I want to suggest to you that, that perhaps some of the things that you need this Christmas cannot fit into a box and cannot be delivered by FedEx or UPS. But there are some things that you can put on your Christmas list to God, to the God in heaven who loves you, who created you, who sustains you, that, that you could ask for some things in Jesus' name like peace. For, for you do know that he gives that. I, I don't know if you remember when he and those disciples were in that boat on a stormy sea and the disciples were panicked and Jesus was asleep and the disciples went into the bow of the ship and said, Lord, don't you care that we about to die? Jesus got up from his sleep and he simply said some words to that storm. Y'all remember the words that he said to the storm? He said, peace, be still. He said simply, peace be still, and it was at the words of Jesus and through the power of Jesus that that raging storm was exchanged for peace. Perhaps there's somebody here today that needs peace so you can sleep at night. Peace. So, so the stress lines can go away from, from your face. Peace. So that, that, that the worry can, can go away from your face. Peace. For some of us, it is not peace. We need our joy back. Somewhere along the line, we lost our joy. Perhaps we lost it when we lost a relationship. Perhaps we lost the joy when we lost our job. Perhaps we lost our joy when our money got funny. Perhaps we lost our joy when we were passed over for some opportunity. For some of us, we don't need a Christmas gift that can be found in a box. But we need something. We can only get through the power of his name, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. The, the sweetest name I, I, I know, Jesus. The, the one who is the rock of our salvation, Jesus, the, the lily of the valley, Jesus, the shelter in a time of storm, Jesus. I heard somebody say, the more I call him, the better I feel. There is something about the name Jesus. I'm about to stop because y'all about to make me feel real Baptist in a minute.